For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody. Um, welcome back to The Local Youth Worker. I'm here with uh, Nate Smith all this week. Uh, we're talking about the, the topic of pornography, and Nate has been sharing his story uh, on Monday and, and Tuesday, um, some aspects of that story. And um, Today, Nate, uh, the question I have for you is, as you've shared your story, you talked about back in youth ministry and then in, in adult Sunday school classes, and now I know you've spoken at some other churches on this topic. You've spoken at Reform Youth Ministries, uh, summer conferences as well. Um, what have you found to be some of the frequently asked questions about this topic? Maybe, you know, top three, I mean, top five, it could be however many, um, just those popular questions you get from others about it. Yeah, well, thanks, John. I, I think I've put three down. Maybe another one will come to mind as I'm doing it, as I'm sharing. But I think uh, the number one, uh, and it was my number one question for most of my life and most of this struggle, is how do I stop it? Um, how do I stop the struggle? I want to be done with it. And uh, I think that's what I like to call Tinkerbell theology, <laughs> that we wish Jesus was like Tinkerbell and he would wave his magic wand and we would be whole um, and not uh, have a lust problem anymore. Um, just and, skip over that whole sanctification process. Yeah, just process. skip over the whole sanctification process. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be happy, or like just over this part of saying, I'll be happy to struggle with anger or, but what I began to realize, and there's a great illustration um, that David Pallison gives um, regarding um, the struggle of pornography is that Satan delights in us thinking that our greatest problem is looking at porn or our, our greatest problem is masturbation, you know. Um, and Pallison says that in reality our greatest problem uh, is in another theater. He uses the image of a theater, a multiplex theater, um, and there's a main screen but then there's all these little screens. And he said that, you know, lust and pornography, we think that's the main screen. Reality, it's a it's a side room. It's a it's a smaller theater, and and all of those theater, smaller theaters feed into the greater problem of we don't love Jesus, um, we love ourselves, and so one room one theater might be our anger, you know, or our disappointment or our comfort, and so for example, in my marriage, when um, there was conflict and I couldn't fix things, um, or you know, my wife was unhappy because I thought I needed to be Jesus and make her happy all the time. Um, since I had grown up since the age of eight looking for comfort in pornography um, and in sexual release, well, that's, that's where I tended to turn back to. But what's the deeper issue there? It's, it's, I don't love Jesus. I don't think he's sufficient. And so all of a sudden there's a much deeper root, um, a deeper heart issue um, that needs to be undone. And that, you know, when I'm sharing, people are asking the question, how do I get over this? The first, you know, the bad news is like, you don't. In a sense, you don't stop the struggle. Um, you would be dead if the struggle stops. Um, because first of all, God hardwired you as a male or as a female, and you're hardwired for sexual intimacy because it's a picture of our intimacy with Him. And so we can't stop that. Um, the question then becomes: How do we 
how do we uh, renew that and refine that? And it ultimately is answered in love for Christ, um, that he is the one who is my comfort. He's the one who is my, uh, the one who gives me release and has graciously given sexual intimacy in the context of marriage as a comfort and a release. Um, but to break outside of that um, and to focus and make it the main thing, my eyes are not on Jesus. They're on just myself. So there's all this selfishness involved when you start to dig under it. There's all of there's so many areas, it's like cancer, that you can't just get rid of it. Um, it's something that takes, cancer doesn't take a lifetime necessarily, but that's not the greatest analogy. But for the Christian, overcoming sin is a lifelong process. Absolutely. Um, of ups and downs, another palace in illustration, he says, you know, sanctification is Jesus has you in his hand. If you're a Christian, you're in his hand and you're going to glory. But you're going up a ladder that he's climbing. He's climbing it for you. And when you turn away and forget his goodness or deny his goodness, it's like the yo-yo drops. Um, but notice you're still connected. The yo-yo is still connected to Jesus. And the time that you drop is like the time between confession and repentance. And when we wake up and realize, man, I've denied his goodness again. Here I am looking at porn, even though I never wanted to do that. You know what? You come back into his hand. You're still in his hand. And you're still making progress as you're going up that ladder. Um, and so, you know, my, what I like to turn the question and say, is your time between falling away <laughs> in, in looking at porn or, or um, you know, imbibing on your anger or um, letting your um, covetousness run amok, you know, whatever, whatever sin we're struggling with, uh, is the time decreasing a little bit between repentance and confession, you know, understanding that we've messed up and we need Jesus? Um, but even that, like, there's been seasons where, yeah, you know, I've looked at porn and the next day I confessed it, but then there's been seasons where it's six months go by um, and I, I hide and, uh, again, doubt God's goodness. So yeah. um, so I, that's kind of the first big question. Yeah. Um, and in, in light of that, too, we, we always want to try to give good resources. David Pallison, I mean, he's written so many excellent things that, that I've benefited from. Yes. Um, and just for those listening... Um, he's with Christian Counseling and Education Foundation, CCEF.org is their website you can check out. Do you remember, um, was that in a book you read, an article? I, I believe that both of those were in a class I took okay. um, from CCEF, okay. which is great. It's like seminary level um, counseling education. I highly recommend it if you have time and money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That you can actually work toward a counseling certification. But it was in a, I think it was in a class, like how, how can you change? Okay. Um, and I know, too, I, I mean, just what... I don't want to get us too far on a tangent, but I do know you just released that new book on sanctification yes. um, that just I bet, came out recently. Yeah. I've not gotten to read it yet, but maybe it's in there. I bet they as are. Well. They're they're pretty well known that he uses. Um, yeah. So yeah. So how do you stop the struggle? You know, you don't. You str- it's a, it's a matter of stru- struggling well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, struggling with hope, struggling with faith, love, and hope. Yeah. Um, is how I like to leave um, folks that I'm talking with and how I want to leave myself every day as I preach the good news, mm-hmm. um, to struggle, struggle. Well, the second question is, um, a, a lot of times, especially when you get into marriage, but I, I even think as, as young people, men or women, young teenagers, uh, the question kind of comes up, do I really have to share this problem with other people? Um, do, do, you know, this mm-hmm. is so shameful. Um, I, I don't want anybody to know that I've looked at porn. Um, I think it can even be more so, for girls um, in this day and age, although social, you know, if the statistics are true, men and women are almost 
arriving at the same rate of looking at pornography. And, and of course, our culture is beginning to celebrate it and, you know, hashtag it and make it seem like it's just this cool thing. And, yeah. um, and so what I say to them, look, you are in community. God is a community. God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit uh, is an eternal community. We've been invited into that. And um, we cannot handle this problem on our own. I like to use the picture of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I mean, in some ways, the sexual um, brokenness that is available at our fingertips online, which is just infinite, it seems, you know, what is on there. Um, to me, that's a little picture of the, the knowledge of good and evil. It's this knowledge that you and I cannot handle. Um, and we need somebody to help us. We need someone to hold us accountable, to ask tough questions, to hurt our feelings. Um, to help us put in when we're kind of sober <laughs> and we're sad and, and we want to want to renew our minds and renew our hearts to help us put in place boundaries um, that will, you know, that we kind of have to bump into on the way to, to sin. But ultimately, you need someone to say, you know, how, how are you loving Jesus? And, and what, what's the deep root issue? You know, the last time you masturbated, what was going on? It wasn't just that you masturbated. There was emotional needs, spiritual needs that are going unmet and where, you know, where did you turn? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, I think the getting other people involved is vital to having victory and success. If we try to manage it on our own, I think the guilt and the shame take over and we just end up, you know, sadly right where we don't want to be. And that's looking at porn or masturbating or having, um, you know, sex outside of marriage um, or, uh, fooling around with your boyfriend or girlfriend, if you're a teenager, whatever it may be, um, you know, and then don't and don't just talk to your significant other, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, especially if you're a teenager. Like that builds intimacy, and um, so it, it needs to be someone who's who's wise, who um, helps you with boundaries, but also is gracious. They they give you the gospel in the mm -hmm. end. If they don't change them. Go to the mentor store and change them for someone who knows the gospel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Community is absolutely vital. I know, you know, you think of. Paul David Tripp and Tim Lane and their book, How People Change, as well as Relationships, and that's yes. worth making. I mean, just really getting a good biblical understanding of community and yes. its vital you know, yes. importance, especially you know, on a subject like this. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, to men who are married, uh, your wife needs to be a part of that. Um, she does not need to be made to feel responsible for your sin or for keeping you from sinning, um, but she needs to know um, that it's a struggle. And there needs to be men, and as one guy said, who are bigger, stronger, um, faster than you. Um, so that if your wife finds you to be hardened and not willing to um, change or, um, you know, uh, struggle in the light about this issue, that they can come and, you know, <laughs> put some hurt on you. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, it, it's kind of a funny thing, but I think in a serious way of like we need, we need men who we respect and even kind of have a godly fear for. Um, because this area, it's, it, it, I've seen too many marriages, too many men um, who get sucked into it, uh, get in way over their head, and um, wives don't speak up, men don't jump in and, and encourage, and sometimes it's too late and marriages are broken, um, and sometimes we even see men walk away from God um, because they love, they've fallen in love with the world, um, with, with sex and sexuality, and um, they lose their way. So that's the, the first one was, um, can I stop this? Yes. The second, do I have to share with yes. anybody, basically? Can yeah. I just keep it in? Now, what's the third? The third one is, uh, and this, this may not be 
Exactly. I mean, a lot of times I'll have, to, I'll have to just be honest that a lot of times when we're talking, people really want to get into um, the nuts and bolts. And I think what they're striving for kind of goes back to the first one. What can I put in place to, to make this go away? And so I would say the third one, kind of a big basket question is what does victory look like? What does victory look like for Nate Smith uh, every day uh, in my struggle to be um, sexually faithful um, to my wife and to the Lord? And, uh, and so kind of the, the, the simple answer is I need to love Jesus. <laughs> I need to love him. But um, obviously I'm going to fall short. And it's not just because I see an attractive woman and begin in my mind to um, make her do things that she's not actually doing, which is Jesus' definition kind of of lust, and that's adultery. Um, but it could be anything. I mean, there's so many opportunities. Uh, and again, don't be fooled that this is our only problem. Um, it's how we drive. It's how we respond when we're cut off. It's um, how I respond in the church when my way is not adopted as the session's way. Um, it's when my kids, um, at the end of a day, I come home and, and they need me. And I, I'm not emotionally available and I'm not uh, physically available. Um, and my response there, all of that uh, betrays a lack of love and confidence in Jesus. And instead of just like, you know, gutting up and putting on my boots and okay, I can do this, which is kind of how I tend to approach things. Um, it's like my first, my first response needs to be, I can't do this, Lord. Yeah. You know, whether that's, I say that out loud <laughs> to him, or I say that out loud to my kids or to my wife, it's like, I, I am not in a good place. I'm struggling. And in fact, my wife and I have, have gotten to the place that when, um, when I'm, when I am truly struggling, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm struggling to know that I'm loved and to believe the gospel. Um, I just will come out to my wife and say, I really feel like looking at porn. You know, just, and, and that immediately tells her that um, I'm, you know, I, I, need, I need the gospel. I need to hear that I'm loved just because. Yeah. That it's not because I'm a good parent, not because I'm a good pastor, not because I'm a good husband, but just because. Um, and that rescue uh, can help me rest and help me um, engage. So it's confession. You know, just honesty. And it's not even confession that I've done something wrong yet, but that I'm tempted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's one of the keys is the, to have victory. You have to begin seeing where, you know, so the porn, the porn event, the masturbation event, the sexual encounter event, whatever it is, there's about 10 steps that got you there. And if you start fighting, you know, when you flip on the computer to look at porn, it's too late. Um, so you got to start backing up and yeah. seeing where... Where are you vulnerable? Where are you weak? What are the things that tend to turn you um, in on yourself and away from the gospel? Um, And I think that's where you start to see victory. But again, notice it's not, I did this. It's, I can't handle this. Um, I can't do this on my own. And I need to let people into um, the inner mess of Nate Smith (laughs) so that they can, they can point me to Jesus. Um, And, and, and yeah. And so, it also doesn't mean perfection. It also doesn't mean that, you know, I'm always going to get that first step and come out on top sometimes, sometimes, and uh, many times through the rest of my life, I've come to understand that I'm going to fail. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's not necessarily looking at porn the next time or, um, you know, this this long, lustful fantasy, but, but maybe more along the lines of uh, just blowing up in anger um, because I'm not getting my way, yeah. you know. Um, but all of it needs to be out there um, yeah. and and lived in community. So I, 
I think that's a big one. You know, vic- what does victory look like? It, it means living in the light, um, being honest with our struggle, getting others to speak the gospel into our lives. Um, so yeah, n- leaving nothing unturned. You know, don't don't hold back. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's really really good. And, and kind of it, it seems like almost summing some of that up too. I mean, you're saying that there's and what Scripture says is you know there's victory in admitting you're weak. Yes. And that you need help. Yes. Um, you know, Paul said yep. that when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And so, yes. um, yeah, that's a, that's a huge component to that. So, yeah. um, again, that's very helpful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure.